And we are live and we are back. Let's go. I'm Corey, your host, one half of the Court and Full Effect podcast. And I'm back like I never left with another installment of Wealth Wednesday here on the Court and Full Effect podcast. We discuss health and wealth, finances and fitness and everything in between. We want to make sure you save more and say less and keep making better your best. However, it is not Wednesday. It's Friday. Life has been busy. Oh, oh my goodness. There's too, too much stuff going on the last two days. I try to record at night. It didn't work. So here I am recording Friday night. Boom. Anyways, as y'all can see for the topic today, if you have not been on the internet or seen any type of news, I think the world's going to end because we're about to hit the debt ceiling. Again, we all we always about to hit the debt ceiling every time. We're always going to hit it. And then, oh my goodness, there's just a panic for everything. So today we're going to discuss what exactly is going on from the U.S. debt ceiling perspective and if you need to change how you're moving out here. But again, for my information and my co-host information, you can find it in the show notes. See, I'm, I'm trying to work on when I'm supposed to tell you guys to hit that like button, share and subscribe, shout out to the YouTube algorithm. Some people say give your information before. Some people say do it right in the beginning. I, I, I don't know when. I'm sideline underscore Corey. My co-host Jordan is Stop Stalling Jay. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Jordan's business page is Finally Fit 06 on Instagram, and then Finally Fit on Facebook. Then his website is finallyfit.live. Um, all the information is in the show notes. And for those of you who don't know, Jordan and I, for the last two quarter and full of Fed episodes, which we're doing right now every other Sunday. So one will drop this Sunday, will drop next Sunday. We've gone live the last two of them. And I need to set up the Facebook account so we can go live on there as well. But we will be going live probably for the foreseeable future, essentially permanently, when we do the Cordon Full Effect episodes. So that is in the works. But again, it is your first time tuning in on Wealth Wednesday. Since there's no fitness information and Jordan's not here to derail me, or am I derailing him, we get straight to the finance information and this time where are we going this time oh snap if you don't know i don't know how to share my screen i never know how to share my screen every time i try to share my screen even at work it's, it's a struggle so boom look at this shout out to this shout out to this love sack this love sack um that's probably because i got a coupon in the mail but all right we're at cnn today so definitely a reputable source nothing but truth but here's an opinion Ignore the apocalyptic. If you don't know, first time tuning in, I do not read these articles ahead of time. I pull them up and just see how long they are so I can prep about how long we're going to be going. But other than that, I do not read them. But ignore the apocalyptic talk about the debt ceiling. Also, I had not looked at this name yet, but I always struggle to read the author's names. They're just more difficult than they need to be. So what happens if you have a computer science degree. I guess your English isn't on the best side. This is... Lanehe, L-A-N-H-E-E-J-N, Lanely Jane Chen, Lanehey, Lanehe. Okay, anyways, anyways, this is published uh, this morning, this is Friday, February 3rd, 2023. This is published at 7.09 a.m. If, if y'all don't know the debt, debt ceiling, uh, we're going we're gonna to go through here. As editor's note, Lanehe J. Chen is a Ph.D., is a regular contributor to CNN Opinion and the David and Diane Steffi Fellow in American Public Policy Studies at the Hoover Institution. PhD, this must be in political science, something like that. Uh, he was a candidate for California State Controller in 2022. 
Jen has played senior roles in both Republican and Democratic presidential administrations. Wow. And been an advisor to four presidential campaigns, including as policy director of Romney Ryan 2012. The views expressed in this commentary are his own view, more opinion on CNN. All right, this is a pretty high, a, a pretty well established person, Dr. Chen. Okay, President Joe Biden and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy met this week for the first time since McCarthy's election as speaker amid much fanfare but low expectations. Also as well, I know I talk fast. I'm, I've reminded myself again, I've been watching a few episodes as I'm talking fast. I'm talking fast telling you all that I talk fast, but I'm trying to work on slowing down so you guys can hear everything that I say. With a looming debt crisis, also a story of my life that I talk fast. Oh my goodness. With a looming debt crisis facing the country, the public messaging on both sides was clear. There's not a whole lot we agree on now. Shout out to Republicans and Democrats. So let's keep the conversation going. One would say if you don't agree on stuff, you would stop. <laughs> I guess if you want to have a great relationship, you would continue to speak to, to iron things out. But uh, let's keep the conversation going. Biden budget chief Shalanda, Sh- Shalanda? Shalanda Young described the negotiations as a marathon, rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle, where the two sides would eventually find a path. Of course, we've seen this movie before in 2011. And again, shout out to the debt ceiling when the country faced default and the global economy was on edge. Again, if you I guess I should do some research. So I know I'm, I know for a fact I'm telling you the right thing about the debt ceiling. But in short, just view America just like you. America can quote unquote go bankrupt. Right? We can talk about fiat currency, right? Is money real? Things like that. How much of the currency or money in circulation is actually debt? Yada yada. But look, America only got but so much money as well. Okay, they only got so much money. They got a, it's a debt ceiling. You can only take out but so much debt as well. Okay, so you're in the same place as America. Um, but again, talking about 2011, um, when Obama was president. Global economy was on edge. Again, at the time, President Barack Obama and Republicans in Congress reached an agreement in the last few hours before catastrophe was set to strike. These This article has apocalyptic and catastrophe. I want to be very, very clear. Just it's sort of like Y2K. Millennials, I mean, later millennials like myself probably don't remember exactly. But, you know, they thought that the computers were going to be able to handle the new dates, you know, going over from, you know, 19... 1999 to 2000. So they thought oh, the computer's going to break. That didn't happen. They thought the world was going to end. And let's be clear if the US hits the debt ceiling, the world's not, it's not like the earth is. <laughs> I be trying to do these faster now, but I'm getting better at like analyzing these articles as I'm talking to y'all live. The, the world's not going to end. Like the earth's not going to be like, oh crap, you're at the debt ceiling. Let me time to blow up the sun and the moon are going to be like, oh look, the US, you know, they hit the debt ceiling. It is it, it just the words that people use. I mean, this is the definition of fear porn. Oh my goodness. Or FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. I mean, this is insanity. There will, there will not be a catastrophe if we hit the death ceiling. I mean, it'll be bad financially, but like it's not like the food in your house gonna go away. Over a decade later, with the more polarized country and even less bipartisanship to speak of. Bipartisanship, meaning both sides of the aisle, Democrats and Republicans working together. To speak of, observers shouldn't expect the current crisis to be resolved until the weather becomes unbearably warm in Washington. This, this, 
I get so confused sometimes. So they just said since the bipartisan um, relationship is pretty much non-existent or worse than it was in 2011, we shouldn't expect this to be resolved until the weather becomes unbearably warm in Washington. In short, until they have, you know, no time left. However, back in 2011, when the relationship was better between the Dems and the Republicans, they still said that they waited to the last few hours. Wouldn't the last few hours in 2011 that they waited to wait, waited until, should I say, wouldn't that be a time when the weather became unbearably warm in Washington? I can stop. I can stop everything right here. It's going to be the same thing as last time. They're probably going to wait to the very end, just like they did in 2011. This is just a lie. They, this this whole statement contradicts itself. Yeah, in 2011 they had a better relationship than they they do now, but they still waited until it became unbearably warm in Washington. This is what I'll be talking about. My my goodness, one of the deal makers who facilitated the 2011 deal was none other than Joe Biden. Shout out, member in 2011, President Biden was Vice President Biden. Now, many in Washington are trying to predict what might unfold over the next several months as the once and future dealmaker approaches yet another debt ceiling crisis. But this time as commander in chief, they, they, they gave his, his title title. He in charge of the most powerful military on the planet. That's, that's a, we, we, why, why does it matter if he's commander in chief? We talk about the, the debt ceiling. Shout out all the money we spent on defense con, on the, our defense. But I mean, like what? Uh, I know that's just another name for the president. But anyways, shout out to George. The current crisis presents an opportunity for moderates in both parties to unite around the need to both raise the debt ceiling, but also to put in place lasting changes that will fundamentally, fundamentally improve America's fiscal trajectory. Shout out to Dave Ramsey. I remember what he said. This. If he could uh, manage the budget, it'd be... <laughs> We, we would not be operating at a deficit. It's one thing to have debt, but it's another thing to spend more money than you make. That's called operating at a deficit. America does not live paycheck to paycheck. America operates at a deficit. So let's say America has a dollar. They spend a dollar and 50 cents. It's not like America has a dollar and they're spending 95 to 99 cents. That's paycheck to paycheck. No, America has a dollar and is spending a dollar and 50 cents. Where did they get this 50 cent from that they don't have? Shout out to China. They, they, they operate at a deficit. That's bad. So Dave said, I, I would do this too. Y'all be mad. Well, I would cut so much stuff out the budget. But like, if you want to fix America's fiscal trajectory, it's going to hurt. I mean, in the beginning, I mean, it'd be terrible, right? I mean, like as if I've, you know, managed a multi-trillion dollar budget. But like the overspending has to stop. We can't, I mean, we keep, you know, increasing the debt. And this is why we keep having these issues. And it's obviously more complicated than that. That can't be solved in the first, you know, 11 minutes of this episode. But while we wait for an outcome, here are a few themes and trends to watch out for. Process matters. A final uh, excuse me, a final agreement between the White House and congressional Republicans is likely to hinge on whether a process can be put in place to address federal spending. So unlikely negotiators reach a deal that includes a debt deal. A debt deal sounds so bad. I guess that's that's what's sort of redundant, right? A debt deal that includes specific uh, specific spending. Reduction, say that two times fast. Reductions, or even right again, spending reductions. All right, get a low. Shout out to making things complicated. One of the ways to help lower your debt is just to reduce your spending. If you're, especially if you're operating in a deficit, if you're operating at a deficit, then that means some of your spending is being supplemented by someone else. If you if you lower your deficit, I'm sorry, you lower your spending, you can work on lowering your debt slash your deficit. 
Oh my goodness. So that deal that includes specific spending reductions or even general targets to watch. Uh, can y'all see this? Can y'all see this article? That's better. Oh, my bad. Uh, it's unlikely. Okay, yeah, reduct deal. Okay, boom. So watch for them to instead establish, uh, so instead of the debt deal, they're going to establish a process through which those details can be hammered out. It will be far easier for negotiators to agree on broad, ter broad terms, right? That, such as the idea that deficits and the debt deserve some attention rather than specific changes to programs or even overarching areas of spending cuts, like on defense, again, I said defense, or domestic discretionary programs. So I'll just ask, you know. I don't know if this is that, but you know, essentially domestic discretionary programs might be government benefits, SNAP, things like that, Section 8. See, th th this is saying it'll be easier for them uh, to agree on broad terms, such as the idea that deficits and the, the, de the debt deserve some attention rather than specific changes to programs. So it's like, let's like fix the debt. Like, let's figure out how to get rid of this versus just quote unquote reducing our spending, right? That, that's just a general statement. The 2011 debt ceiling crisis was ultimately averted through the creation of a congressional super committee, officially called the Joint Selection Committee of Deficit Reduction. The government got one thing the United States government can do is create some names, some names and acronyms. I mean, the people in charge of that stuff, they can create some stuff. I mean, it's just like their word, not even really word play, but they'd be creating some names. It's like, this is an acronym? Like, my goodness. That was tasked, okay, this committee was tasked with developing a specific plan to reduce deficits. How did that work? <laughs> I don't read I don't read ahead. I know I can see it, but I don't. Unfortunately, that committee could not reach bipartisan agreement on a final proposal. So how did that work? It didn't work, resulting in the imposition of spending caps that reduced both defense and non-defense discretionary spending on a broad range of items in education, health and human services, and even public safety. All right, so public services got reduced. What sort of process might be um, put in place uh, as part of the debt ceiling in 2023, right? So bipartisan legislation, right? Democrats, okay. Senator, shout out to Mitt Romney. Um, yeah, they, so they want to uh, preach, um, they want to focus on fiscal issues, right? There's a bill called the Trust Act, which is created bipartisan and by Carmel rescue committees that was shore up and reform entitlement programs that Medicare and Social Security before their trust funds run out of reserve. <laughs> so they're talking about finding a way to save Medicare and trust Social Security. That's what uh, Joe Manich of West Virginia Republican and Mitt Romney, obviously Republican of Utah. They want to do that, help with medics. They want to save Medicare and Social Security. My goodness. The committees themselves wouldn't have the ability to write. So the committees can't make any policy changes directly. They can just make rec uh, recommendations. Sensational. Requiring bipartisan support within the committee to be right, considered by either, okay, the House or Senate. They receive expedited legislative consideration. So in short, these committees would get things in front of the Senate slash the House of so Congress faster than the normal process. This is price, precisely the sort of process-oriented fiscal reform that can make its way into a final agreement between the two sides. Yeah, the general logic is that, I mean, our government is busy. Shout out to the student loans. You know, our government is busy with stuff. I mean, you know, 
like think think about it from the Supreme Court standpoint. Like, I I guess the Supreme Court issue is a big issue, but is it really? Like for the Supreme Court, do they really need to be adjudicating this debt forgiveness? You can talk about right. I mean, did President Biden overstep his power? But I mean, out of all the things on the list for the Supreme Court to be adjudicating and handling, this 10K to 20K forgiveness is up there. Kind of got to think about it. So this is saying, hey, we need some type of way to expedite, you know, our process as far as getting Congress to look at some of these things. Again, got Congress. You got legislative, executive, judicial branch. So, you know, legislation start legislative, right? Inclusion of the Trust Act and a final deal would satisfy GOP concerns about addressing spending, right? GOP Republicans, they like to, I'll say they like to, what phrase you want to use, but they, they like to quote unquote lower spending versus Democrats like to increase it. Preserve promises made by both sides to not cut either Medicare or Social Security as part of the process, but also give the Biden White House something it can exchange for GOP voters to avert default. So in short, they got to get the Republicans to agree to something so that we don't hit the debt ceiling and making sure Medicare and Social Security doesn't get cut is what's on the line. This is saying mind the middle, while right and left, so Republicans and Democrats have, or uh, conservatives and liberals, however, those are all the same thing, essentially. They become more polarized. They haven't become more polarized that the, well, I'm not going to speak on that, but the sides keep ex- extending. So they get, that's why they're getting further and further away from each other. And they're more like the left is more so extending. The right is sort of just right where it's always been at. You can't, you can't extend not that the right is, you know, the racist party in a sense, but it's like if you view the Republicans as the quote unquote more racist ones, I mean, racism can only extend but so much. <laughs> it kind of gets fixed at a point. Uh, so both chambers will likely have something to say about where the debt ceiling negotiations go. The problem solvers caucus in the House, the problem solvers caucus, that's a thing, <laughs> chaired by a representative. Brian Fitzpatrick, Pennsylvania Republican, Representative Josh Gottenheimer, New Jersey Democrat, have emerged as important voices on substantive but thorny issues and were important in the past of Biden's infrastructure in 2021. Similarly, right, moderates and Senate, like, okay, these different senators, they have emerged important counterweights to those seeking to pull lawmaking towards the polls, okay? In the debt ceiling debate, these moderates could play a role not only in brokering a deal, but also ensuring that there are sufficient votes for ultimately raising the debt ceiling. That's the thing. Let's keep raising the raising the debt ceiling. Let's keep raising so we don't hit it. It's just infinitely raise it. Thank, thank God, numbers. Thank God, numbers are infinite, so we can we can literally just continue to raise it in perpetuity. Uh, right. So this is particularly right the case for McCarthy. I think Senator McCarthy. I think he's a Congress he's in the House ends up agreeing to provisions that some conservative Republicans may oppose. McCarthy may have no choice but to rely on a few Democrats in addition to a majority of Republicans to get a deal across the finish line. So it seems like it seems like they they, they keep saying they don't have a bipartisan option, but they're saying they do have one, but they, they, they don't have enough votes, right? And that, that's where it gets complicated. So, yeah, you got Republicans and Democrats who agree on this, but then you need the Republican. Let's say the Democrats are on board, but the Republicans are not. Now you need the Republicans that are on board to essentially, you know, convert the people who aren't on board 
to get enough votes. You're not thinking about everybody, but you have to get enough votes. And that's where things can get complicated. And you got some people who are, as I said, they're moderates, but they're not as far right. Either they themselves from a political standpoint or from, um, you know, the where they represent as far as the particular district or the state that they represent. Based on the votes, they might need to be, you know, more right or left leaning. Because, again, the, 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 this is these people's jobs. And I know some people might not you know, kind of think about that. They, they, if you lose the election, you technically, I believe, unemployed if you get going for or not uh, um, get nominated again. Another race. Now we're saying, I think it's about to end. Yep. Ignore the, ignore. ignore the noise and the talk. There will be a lot of back and forth prognostication and apocalyptic talk. Apocalyptic, my goodness, over the next several months. That is true. That is kind of how they talk like the world's going to end. This says several months. It's pretty much probably going to be almost a whole year. I got to see when this ends but about whether and how the debt ceiling will be raised. Ignore almost all of it. So don't listen to this episode, apparently. While both sides will invariably conduct some of their negotiations via the media, the real work of cutting a deal will happen behind closed doors with almost no public visibility. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, the third, Janet Yellen's the third most powerful person. First person is president, second will be the vice president. Or no, she's second most. I forgot how that guy explained to me. But since she's the treasury, so she's in charge of the finances. Most, one of the most powerful people on the planet said that the extraordinary measures being used to stave off default will take us until sometime in early June. Woo! A half a year. Past experience suggests there may be a little wiggle room beyond that. But don't expect the talks to really heat up for several month, more months. And even though the real incentive to complete the negotiations won't come until the global economy is literally back into a corner. Mike, the global economy, shout out to the United States holding everything down. That means World War I, World War II style. What would y'all do without us? That means several more months of wondering, waiting, and worrying about whether our broken political system can solve yet another fiscal crisis. One more time. Let me see if I can find one with the debt ceiling. And I was saying we hit the debt ceiling. So I guess we hit the debt ceiling, but the measures are going to take us to sometime in June or a little after. Whatever. All right. <laughs> Whatever in the sense of it, this, this is just something to discuss so that you know, I was going to tell you not to worry about it. But I said, let me see if I can find an article that's going to say, don't worry about it. All right, y'all again. So for the debt ceiling, um, it is literally a non-issue, um, depending on where you live or where you work at. Your job may be impacted by this, right? It could impact you as far as how much they talk about cutting spending, right? Defense spending, things like that. So if you're a contractor, work for the government, something like that, when they do bump up the debt ceiling, you may get less money. Shout out to people, I think CMS, HHS, Healthcare and Human Services or Human and Healthcare, whatever it is. They're trying to keep Medicare and Social Security, so that looks like it's going to be good. But in all, as I said, this is a non-issue. This is the definition of FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. This is going to make headlines. Stock market may or may not be impacted by it. But I think the stock market's been on a little bounce the last, you know, couple of couple of weeks or so. But then again, right, it, it could be a dead cat bounce where it's like it bounced up, but it's about to go back down and plummet again. Because as as this debt ceiling talk starts to heat up, you could see the stock market get hammered by it or the other way, right? But then you also got the Fed too with their Fed rates. It's so much going on, right? You still got inflation. 
that needs to get handled and they keep raising the rates. It's a lot of stuff going on. Don't pay attention to the noise. Stay focused on what you're doing. If you, regardless of how, you know, what you see on, on the news, either you do or don't feel comfortable with your current job security. Job security could be defined as your ability to get another job, not keep the one you have. But if you think you don't like the way your job's going currently, just start looking to apply for a new position, start refining your skills, look at your resume, right? Shape it up, et cetera, et cetera. Don't worry about whether or not the government's going to come and, you know, make sure you got some more money if you're a contractor or on, you know, the defense side, quote unquote, and not cut, you know, what they currently have for the budget. It's on you to take care of your life. Again, when it comes to managing your finances, stay focused on what you're doing. Don't listen to any of this stuff unless they straight up say the world is going to end. But they've already said that. I've read Apocalyptic twice and Catastrophe in that article. Again, as I said, too, even though the bipartisan relationship has gotten worse, it's going to be since 2011 when Obama was president, it's still going to relatively be solved at the same time. Remember, the bipartisan relationship, which is needed to get this debt ceiling raised, was better in 2011. They still did it in the last couple of hours. Now, if it's worse, what are they going to do still within the last couple of minutes? Like, oh, my goodness. I mean, so that's it, y'all. Shout out to the debt ceiling. You know, they're just going to keep messing with it, and then eventually they'll fix it probably in the late summer, early spring. Always remember the uh, the government uh, the government calendar, the fiscal calendar is from October 1st, September 30th. So it's not on the regular traditional calendar. Excuse me, but that's it. Okay, I'm about to say locked and loaded. I don't got the I don't got the soundboard on me. But again, any questions or concerns, you reach out to myself or leave comments. Again, I'm Sila underscore Corey. My co-host Jordan is Stop Stalling J. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Jordan's business page is finally fit06 on Instagram, and then finally fit on Facebook. And then his website is finallyfit.live. Again, Jordan has done complete rebranding of his website. He keeps telling me he's continuing to work on it. He got the reviews up, everything like that. So I guess he's just he's continuing to do his front end development on it. But the website is up again, Monday, Wednesday classes online, 530 a.m. More intermediate advanced. If you don't think you're ready for those, he is offering Tuesday and Thursday classes at 6 a.m. All right. Then I, be, I believe I'm not going to say he's doing in-person training. I don't think he's doing in-person training. I can't I can't remember everything Jordan Jordan is doing. I'm not Jordan for myself. Financial coaching, $50 for one one-hour session a month, $100 for one one-hour session a week up to that, right? You get as many of those you can we can meet with. And then all this information is in the show notes. Again, like, share, and subscribe. Any questions, concerns, you can leave a comment, leave a DM on the podcast platform, leave those rating reviews as well. But all right, y'all. Again, I was going to do this. This probably been a little, this probably been crazy with me and Jordan reading this. It was always crazy with me and Jordan. That's why it's according full of full effect podcast we've been full effect but we would have read this i'm kind of glad we uh what did i do on the last what did i do on the last episode y'all recording full effect no oh, i can't remember what i did i gotta look it up real quick what did jordan not talk about on the quarter full effect podcast when it comes to that episode i don't know i have to go to our youtube channel and see that showed y'all how much stuff i'd be doing i really can't remember it was a live oh we talked about the republic is getting rid of the irs yeah yeah uh unlikely unlikely they well they're not going to get rid of it they're just gonna they're trying to change the tax to a 30 percent flat tax and get rid of federal state i mean federal income taxes 
regardless though, I'm glad we did that one instead because this one was more this is more definitely on the Wealth Wednesday side of things. But all right, y'all. I'm gonna get out. I'm out of your hair before 30 minutes. I know some of them are a little bit longer, but remember, if you have any questions, concerns, reach out. I keep saying that, but as always, you know, I give the outro. Remember to save more and say less. Keep making better your best. And I will catch y'all in the next one.